People talk about self-love. It's more than face masks and baths, you know. Self-love is saying to yourself, I deserve more than this. Not only do I deserve more than this, but I deserve to take action to make sure that I'm not staying here anymore. Hey Curl friend, welcome back to the Curl Squad's Curl Power Podcast with me, your host, Zoe Fox. This podcast is brought to you by me because I just want to see women across the world being the very best version of themselves. And I know that's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot, but I've got some real world experience of thriving despite some pretty hardcore stuff happening in my life. I was 18 when my boyfriend died very suddenly in front of me. I then went on to have a mental breakdown because I struggled to process the weight of the emotion of all of that. I then subsequently got into a relationship which was emotionally and financially abusive. I experienced suicidal thoughts. I lived with generalised anxiety disorder. Life was bleak. I then sustained a spinal cord injury at the beginning of the global pandemic, which saw me having to learn how to really function again, like my mobility, my bladder and my bowels. It's been a crazy ride but I'm in an amazing place mentally. And my motivation to do this podcast is just to say, whatever you're going through now, there's ways that you can work through it. So if you're on a mission to just see how good life can get, to see how far you can push yourself, just to tap into your true potential, then this is definitely the place for you. I like to share some of my tips and tricks that I've learned throughout the years of doing this deep personal development work in the hope that it's gonna set a little domino effect for somebody out there and I know it's happening because I'm getting amazing feedback so I hope you get some value from this podcast. In this episode I am going to be talking about taking ownership and taking action in less than desirable circumstances. For decades life was just happening to me. I didn't feel as though I was in control of what was going on. I ended up in a relationship with somebody who started off as a friend. It then evolved after he love-bombed me into submission, but it quickly turned out to be a very toxic relationship. It was emotionally and financially abusive. There is another episode about that. I will link it in the show notes. But this episode is more about the legacy issues that that relationship left me with. And when I say legacy issues, what I'm talking about is dealing with the debt that he left me with. Debt and finances can be very scary things if you are feeling out of control, if you're feeling uneducated on the subjects. I was left feeling super vulnerable after my boyfriend at the time of, what was it, three or four years? What was I thinking? Got me into a whole heap of debt. Not all of it I was aware of. He was going out and stacking up parking fines like it was his job. It's a joke, honestly. Thousands and thousands of pounds worth of parking fines were accrued in my name. But what he was doing was intercepting the post when I was out so that I had no idea about what was going on. He was going out, driving my car and parking it wherever he wanted. Now, what I came to understand is that he had an addiction that he was living with, which meant that he was not exactly um, in good character, shall we say. He was going out, abandoning the car, leaving it there, stacking up tickets, hiding the tickets. Then I was getting letters from debt collectors, which he was intercepting. Despite him having a job that paid well, 
his addiction meant that all of his money was feeding that and not the household bills. So everything I earn was going to paying the bills and paying, essentially paying for the mess that he was creating. He got me into such a mess and I allowed it. So this is my sense of personal responsibility now because I could have called time on this a long time ago, but I lacked the confidence and the self-esteem to draw a line under it. So it got to a point where there was no money. We had no food. The last thing I wanted to do was let my parents know about what was going on. They'd helped me so many times before. And at this point in my life, I should be responsible, right? I'm in my mid-twenties. I shouldn't be having to rely on my parents for stuff. I had to prove that I was in control and that I was responsible. So I didn't want to give them any sort of insight into what was going on in my bleak, depressing world. I was waking up hungry. I was going to bed hungry. Didn't have any money for food. In fact, in possibly the worst, lowest point of my life, I volunteered to get breakfast for the team. Like I volunteered to go out and do the run because I knew the place that was doing the breakfast were very generous. I was very hungry and I knew that, this is embarrassing even saying it, but I would be able to like siphon off some of the extra stuff so that I had something to eat. Get back to the office, all this stuff. Are you not having anything? Oh no, changed my mind. But this is just how desperate times got and just how stupidly proud I was for my own good to admit that I needed help. Things were just spiralling out of control. Now I'm starting to see these letters from the debt collectors. I'd had a point in time where I was made redundant. I went on to housing benefit, which I thought was all in order. But apparently it wasn't because it just seemed like when nothing could get any worse out of the blue, the local council got in touch because I needed to make a repayment for an overpayment of housing benefit. I was just so scared and so desperate. I remember going to open up a new bank account and I already had an overdraft on another bank account and this new bank I was trying to open, they were like, oh, do you want an overdraft? And I was like, no, thank you. I don't want an overdraft, knowing full well that I didn't have the means to keep it paid off. But they put one on there anyway. So then that was another overdraft that I was stuck in. Everything was just going to hell. I remember taking tubs of pennies to the Coinstar machine in Sainsbury's because I was so desperate. And if you're wondering what a Coinstar machine is, it's where you can take all your pennies, tip it into this machine, it sorts it out, and then you're able to get, like, notes back. So these were the desperate times that I was living in. All of this stuff was just totally peaking my anxiety. I was now petrified to open letters that were coming into the door. I wanted to bury my head in the sand. But you know what? It doesn't get you anywhere, because the stuff keeps coming. And I spoke in a previous episode about the vibration that you're on and the energy that you're putting out there and what you're attracting back. Oh, this I was on such a low vibration and everything around me was just vibrating at that same depressing level. So I shook off the boyfriend finally after hitting severe rock bottom. But now I was left with all of these bills, these debts, this stuff that had been accumulating, some stuff that I was aware of, some stuff that I wasn't thousands and thousands of pounds worth of debt. Oh, and another thing that happened at the time, I got an energy bill. I still don't believe that this could be correct. I was living on my own in this flat and I had a bill for like over a grand for electricity for like a really short period. Everything was just piling on top. 
it is so easy to avoid stuff if it doesn't feel good. Well, you think it feels easy, but ultimately avoidance, it doesn't get you anywhere. The outcome stays there waiting and it's going to come at some point. And if you do avoid it, the chances are it's going to get bigger, it's going to get bigger and it's going to get worse. Much like your weight after Christmas. (laughs) If you don't pay any mind to your scales and you just keep eating. But the point is when you do step on the scales, you know what it is that you've got to deal with and you can start working with it. Much like getting into situations with debt. You can run, but you can't hide because they will catch up with you, even if you move house. So the best thing to do is take the bull by the horns and deal with it. And it is terrifying. I still now have residual anxiety about posts that comes in. Still something inside me fears what is going to be within that that envelope. And that's because for a good couple of years, nothing that came through the post for me was positive. The best thing to do in these sort of situations with debt is to deal with it face on. If you know you're in a situation that is not serving you right now financially, it's time to stop, take a deep breath and take serious ownership of it. After I'd finally got out of that toxic relationship and into my new relationship where I felt safe, I felt comfortable, I finally managed to find the courage to tackle the situation. I was so resentful at this point that I'd moved on to my new happy life, but I was still burdened with the debt from my previous relationship. And it wasn't really my doing. I mean, yeah, I I allowed it to happen, but it wasn't really my debt. He was the one that was being irresponsible in that sense. Not me. I didn't have anything to show for it. It wasn't debt that had been built up by me having fun holidays or nice things. And now here I was living with the consequences So with this thousands and thousands of pounds worth of debt, what I decided to do was contact Step Change, which is a debt charity over here in the United Kingdom. I will link it up in the show notes. I was able to go to them and talk to them about my problem. We were able to work through a budget, look at all the different people that were owed money and come up with appropriate plans to be able to make payments back. Before speaking to Step Change, I was really concerned about not being able to afford to pay the debts at the rates that the debt collectors were wanting to. But what I came to understand is that you are able to make nominal payments of just a pound if that's all your finances permit. And yeah, it might mean it's going to take a lot longer to pay the debt off than you would like. But it also means that you're not overstretching yourself and that you're able to make a little payment every month, which is slowly chipping away. And you're still able to have enough money to be able to survive. I didn't have the knowledge before speaking to them to know that that was an option. I thought I just had to keep up with all these repayments, which was leaving me stuck financially without enough for myself. So after making that call, which was a really difficult thing to do because the emotion that comes with debt is very real. The energy that lives with inside you associated to that is very real and it can be very dominating very overwhelming. So it did take a lot of courage. So if you're going through that situation now and you feel scared to even make that call, I can totally relate to that. But by doing that, that can be the best thing that you can ever do. So what I was able to do after making an agreement to make these nominal payments was to then come up with a budget. And I've been living by budgeting ever since. I've got a spreadsheet for all my incomings and my outgoings. So if you're struggling to manage the money that you've got, that might be a good way to 
go about getting some control over this area of your life. Because there's a there's a thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? This is something that I learned about when I was studying in my counselling. And the hierarchy of needs is basically a triangular structure with five different stages. So the first one being physiological. So this is basically saying the different things you need to be able to be a complete and whole person, essentially. So at the bottom of this structure, at the widest part of the triangle, is your physiological needs. So that's water, food, warmth, rest, your very basic human needs. So these are what would be described as the very basics for human survival. Then it moves on up into safety and security. So once your basic needs are met, then you're able to look at safety and security. So that'll be things like your health, employment, property, family, social stability. Once you've got that nailed, you can move on up to love and belonging. So that's friendships, family, intimacy, a sense of connection. From there, you can move up to self-esteem. So that's confidence, achievement, respecting others and the need to be a unique individual before moving right up to the very top of the pyramid. So this is the pointy part of the triangle, which is based around self-actualization. So that's morality, creativity, spontaneity, acceptance, experience, purpose, meaning and inner potential. And this is where I feel like I'm at now in my life. But the point where I was stuck in this relationship and racked with all this debt, that's where I was at the very bottom of the triangle. Stuck trying to get my basic needs addressed. So it's really difficult for anybody to try and focus on anything else above that level that they're on when you're struggling for your basic needs. I'm very fortunate now that I've been able to work my way up through this structure of needs to the point now where I am able to focus on creativity, spontaneity, working in my purpose, finding meaning and unleashing my potential. But it's took a lot of work to get there. It really has. And this is why I'm doing this podcast now, because I've worked my way up from the very bottom of this diagram, the very bottom of this hierarchy of needs up to the top. And I want to bring everybody else with me because the thought of anyone being stuck at the bottom, just as so many people are, breaks my heart. And a lot of people stay stuck there because they don't know how to get out. So some of the things that we can do is this stuff about taking ownership making these decisions, taking these steps that don't feel good, they don't feel comfortable, they feel like, you know, they're inducing your anxiety, but they're necessary to help you elevate your weight through this hierarchy of needs. I will link this diagram in the link so you can have a look for yourself and have a little think about where you feel as though you're sitting on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So once I was able to keep the wolf from the door keep these debt collectors at bay, not worry about them showing up at my house. I was then able to start focusing on my health, my family, my new relationship and getting into a job that was more in line with where I was at really. Because at this point of time, I'm still working in banking. It's not a good fit for me. I'm not a good fit for it. Culturally, it was a mismatch. So now I've come out of this point where I'm fearing about my basic survival now I've got some food and I can rest at night without worrying that someone's screwing me over or doing me over or whatever. Now I'm able to focus on these other things. So then I was able to find myself in a new job that was much more in line with who I was as a person. And then from here, I was able to really start tackling 
my own anxiety, my generalised anxiety disorder and all of that sort of thing. Once I'd healed that aspect of myself, I was then able to start focusing on my relationships with my friends and my family because I pushed a lot of people away during these times. I pushed a lot of people away because it's easier to maintain your own status quo when nobody is any the wiser. If my parents knew about what was going on a lot earlier down the line, it just wouldn't have got to where it got to, do you know what I mean? But I was pushing everybody away. I stopped going out, withdrew from my friends. So now I'm building these relationships again to get onto the next step of the ladder, which is about esteem, self-esteem, confidence. By this point now, I'm studying, counselling. I'm finding out more about myself. I'm healing outdated patterns from the past. I'm starting to feel a sense of achievement because I've just graduated. For the first time in my life, I've seen something through to the end. Now I'm getting the respect of others. My lecturer spoke very highly of me. I did an amazing piece of work, actually. Even if I do say so myself, um, I went into a prison and I did an observational psychology assessment in the prison. And it was such a good piece of work that the prison actually um, decided to use it for some of their stuff. And the uni were like super gassed about this work that I'd done. So now I'm starting to get the respect of others. And this is boosting my confidence. I'm a much more resilient person by this point. I'm starting to achieve things, which then bumps me up to the next part of the ladder. So now I'm really able to start tapping into my creativity. I'm problem solving. I'm accepting a fact, just like with my spinal cord injury. I'm not saying it was easy. You know, it did push me to really dig deep. But I was able to just be very accepting of my situation and still, despite that, see just how much I can squeeze out of life, see just how much I can challenge myself to be the best that I can be. So it's been a wild ride working my way up this diagram. But I hope through me talking about my experience, it demonstrates to you that it is possible to rise your way up through these ranks even if you're stuck at the very bottom of this ladder, feeling like there's no hope, it is totally possible to work your way up to the top. So if you're finding that you're in a situation at the moment where you're burying your head in the sand about something, I'm really leaning into you to encourage you to start taking action. I know it feels scary, but I promise you taking the action is going to be far less scary of the consequences of leaving these things untackled. Not confronting things just makes things worse, sis. They tend not to just disappear and go away. In fact, in my experience, they escalate. But if you do feel as though you're stuck in the lower echelons of this hierarchy of needs, I want you to start by just taking time to just forgive yourself. You have done the best that you can with the knowledge that you've got up until this point in time. Now you know you can do better. You're aware that there's an alternative way to be. You know that this isn't where you have to stay stuck. So it's on you now to just give yourself a little bit of grace. Take the time to thank yourself for getting you this far and just breathe deeply into the idea that an alternative way of being is possible. Try not to judge yourself too harshly for your mistakes of the past. If I stay beating myself up about allowing myself to stay in that relationship, allowing myself to get ripped off, then I'm essentially choosing to stay stuck in the energy of that moment. You have to forgive yourself. You have to breathe it out. People ask me all the time how I managed to stay so positive despite the challenges that I've been through. 
And you know what? It's taken a lot of work and a lot of commitment. I'm not saying any of this stuff is easy. It's not easy to look at yourself long and hard in the mirror and know that you've been responsible largely for a lot of your own suffering. I didn't just stop at getting out of that unhealthy relationship. That was just the starting point for me. A starting point. People talk about self-love. It's more than face masks and baths, you know. Self-love is saying to yourself, I deserve more than this. Not only do I deserve more than this, but I deserve to take action to make sure that I'm not staying here anymore. Self-love to me is knowing what you're worthy of and then taking the steps to move you beyond the situation that you're currently in. You don't just start the work and give up. You have to be consistent. This work, it's a lifelong dedication and I know that might seem overwhelming for some. But once you get into it, once you start facing the fears, once you start confronting the stuff that you've been tucking away in the box, scared to look at, it gets easier. You can start implementing new habits, start turning your back on your old ways of being, but you have to keep on top of it. And then before you know it, it's not such hard work. I remember at times when I was starting um, to do the gratitude work, trying to be grateful, even though at the time I still felt like, you know, there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't grateful for, a lot of stuff that I wasn't happy about. And I'd be like, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, life's great. I'm having a really good time because I started to become mindful of the impact of the words that were coming out of my mouth. But when you've been programmed for so long in being a certain way, it's not just going to happen overnight. You've got to be consistent. And sometimes you have to, they say, fake it until you make it. I wasn't necessarily feeling happy and grateful when I was telling myself that I was happy and grateful. I wasn't necessarily loving myself when I started telling myself that I love myself. But if you do something consistently, you're going to start seeing results. If you eat a whole 12 inch Domino's pizza every day, for breakfast, lunch and dinner, you'll start to see those results too. So just think about what behaviours you're nurturing. Even if it doesn't feel true when you first start, just keep at it, sis. I promise you, in time, it's going to become second nature. I uh, I can't even begin to tell you what a different person I am now. If I had old me on this podcast next to me, you wouldn't believe we're the same people. My family can attest to that. So I guess I'm just trying to say, you don't have to stay stuck. You've got more power to change your outcomes than you realise. But you do have to start taking action and you do need to be consistent. So, as I said, have a little think about today where you feel you're fitting at the moment on that hierarchy of needs. That'll give you some ideas about what work you can start to do to improve your position on that ladder. But sis, it's exciting because once you become aware, that's when you can start to put in the change. And then you can sit here six months, two years, five years, 10 years, super proud of yourself for taking the risk of getting uncomfortable, knowing that it wasn't going to feel good, but still doing the work anyway. Your future self is going to thank you for what you start to do today. Sis, I'm proud of you. I want you to be proud of yourself too. We're in it together. You've got this. You've absolutely got this. So, girlfriend, I hope you found benefit in the episode. Don't let the fear of the unknown hold you back from taking the steps that you need to to elevate your life today. 
If you're stuck in a predicament and you don't know how to get out, there's lots of resources available to you. I'm dedicating my time and my life's work now to helping women to get unstuck. I know if you're struggling with finances and debt, working with someone like me to coach you out of it probably isn't going to be the best solution for you right now if you don't have the finances. But you have the power within yourself. You've got the knowledge now. Take it. Get in touch with a debt charity. Start making the changes you need to make today. Whatever situation it is that you've let get out of control, now's the day to start doing something different to help you start getting different results. If you would like the help and support of someone who's been through this stuff, someone who's got a toolbox of stuff to draw from to help you get unstuck, then please book a call with me. I'm offering a complimentary 45-minute discovery call where we can have a little chat. If you found benefit in that and you enjoy the podcast and you've got the budget to do some more work, then let's connect. If not, keep listening to the podcasts. There's so many free free resources that are available to you to help you get out of this level and onto the next one. If you found any nourishment in the podcast and you'd like to leave a tip, you can do that using the buy me a coffee link. Thank you to Hayley. Thank you to James. um, Thank you to Debbie and everybody that has left a tip in the last couple of weeks. And please share the episode with a friend. Uh, Like I say before, I think there's some really important stuff in these podcasts that can help women who are exactly where I was 10, 15 years ago stuck, miserable, depressed and anxious to change their state of being into something more positive. So please do share it. Um, If you're sharing it on the socials, please do give us a tag. You can tag The Curl Squad at The Curl Squad on Instagram and Facebook. You can tag me at zoe.e.fox. If you love the podcasts, you're a regular listener and you found regular benefit, please do rate the podcasts and leave a little review on Apple Um, that will help other people to know if the podcast is a worthwhile investment of their time. I'd like to think it is. So let's just let them know that. You can leave us five stars on Spotify if you think it's a five star worthy podcast. Yeah, just big love. Peace out. Inner peace is there waiting for you, my sis. We're going to work on this together. We've just got to be consistent. Consistency is key. All right. Big love. Peace out. And I'll catch you next week.